scarf. It's the scarf. So, first of all, I want to tell you something. I'm just going to embarrass Jay, but not intentionally. How's <laughs> Shalom? I've met a lot of people in my life. I let them, and I've, lot, I've met some menches in my life, too. Some, not a lot. I've met a lot of people, but some menches. I want to tell you that Jay is one of the menches that I've met in my life, and uh, he's a good guy. And uh, I think we met maybe five, seven years ago. I mean, we met when our kids went to school together, but your father passed away, what, seven, eight years ago? Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago, so it's been a long time. But uh, he's come here, and he's connected with us, and he's just been coming ever since. You know, while, uh, even after his father's years, he's just become a part of the team, and he just can't let go. And now that his mother passed away, he's actually been here every day, every night, coming, saying cottage for his mother, to go. but Yosef, and I'm going to put him on the spot, and although he doesn't have anything to say, I'm going to show he's going to find something to say. You've been to certain, hey, you didn't come to class because you went to class over there, the whiskey class, so certainly they learned something over there, so yeah, I'm going to ask Jay to time. say, I'm going to ask Jay to say a couple of words, a couple of words of talk. If, if you don't know the bar Torah, you shouldn't share because you're going to mislead people and you're going to trick them. Into so, okay, so what do they talk about the whiskey class? The glen- I had one thing that's... So let's go, let's I'm go. I'm butcher it. It's I know, be terrible. I, I know they weren't talking about whether Glenn Levitt is better than Kaisar. <laughs> no, there's a... We had a little class, a ti- there's a tiny class before Shabbos starts and before the Shabbos morning services. So there's... We read some of... The, it's a, the Rebbe's Sicha. So a Sicha is like a talk he gives and he's talking about Kaisar. So he, he... It was very deep. It's talking about when, when Hashem says to uh, Abraham, listen to everything your wife tells you. It's not what we think it is. I mean, on the surface, there is, there's Abraham and there's Sarah and those, they're people. But on this level he's talking about is that Abraham is the soul and Sarah is the body. So what, what does it mean? Listen to everything your wife tells you. So there's this thing. I mean, I, again, I'm going to mess this up because I, don't, I haven't thought it through that deeply, but I heard it one time. So there's, there's something about listening to your soul. There's something about there's things are going to be different. I guess when the Mashiach comes, the, the physical world, your body, is going to, you're going to feed, the soul's going to feed off the physical world that we, that we don't see now. So that's the message there, is to listen to everything your wife tells you, is to, is to take from the physical world and uplift it, maybe, I mean, again, I'm not exactly sure, but that's the gist of how, what the level of he's talking about. It's not, a, it's not straightforward at all. It's very deep. But uh, there's something, I'm just saying, it's another way of looking at the Torah. I think it's fascinating because you would read it and think that there's no way that these characters represent anything other than themselves. Yet when you look at it in that way, then the whole Torah is opened up to you. You can see so many different levels going on that, that uh, aren't always apparent. So that to me is a, uh, something to take away from this uh, Parsha. But please, I, don't, I can't do 10 minutes of this. <laughs> No, we got we've got a whole bunch. Now it's we're leaning into bourbons. There's a whole Do bourbon. There's a whole thing. It's very. What's that? Yeah, my mother. She was uh, she was a wonderful woman. Everybody loved her. She uh, she loved uh, Israel more than anything. She she would look at the soldiers and think they were so precious. You know, she would always see pictures of soldiers and how young they were. And um, she was so grateful, and um, just a sweet, a sweet lady. So I don't know what else to say.
We have. Uh, it's a torture. You know what it is? I've never seen it from this perspective before. It's, it's a lot. I, I give you a lot of credit <laughs> to do it every night. I, I tortured Jay enough, so I'll just. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try to make it so. So for for Lelu Shmat Tzipor, but Yosef. And your father's your site, Yazev ben Asher. Anybody that says got your site today, Moshe ben Hassan. Everybody's got your site. All the people on the list. So first of all, you're uh, 40 years old now, and uh, you know, like the Torah. Even Chabad said the opposite. Everything Sarah tells you, you do, if you're married. There you go. Because otherwise, you jump off the roof. So if Sarah says so, do it. The truth is, I think, I think that Rashi and I think the other Farshim said that actually Sarah actually had the Ruach HaKodesh higher than Avraham Avinu. That's what they say. Okay, so... I'm wondering why she had the heart attack then when she heard about the news. She should have the faith. So, so there's actually two ways to look at it. Two ways to look at this thing. There's one is the Yetzirah was trying to get... Avraham was... Avraham completed... If you were to say he reached the highest level of Amuna and Hashem, that was the last test. And by the way, the Yetzirah never, never, never even attempted to, to approach Avraham anymore. This is 137 years old until 175. The Yetzirah never even come close to him. But the Yetzirah, the Midrash says that when he's going to Be'er Sheva, the Bidrash says that actually some water comes up and tries to drown them. He's saying to him, where are you going? He says, I'm going to do God's will. So the Midrash says, when Yetzirah sees that he can't even come close to Avram, what does he do? He goes to Sarah. And he goes to Sarah, he goes to, to Hebron, and he tells her, do you know where your husband is? She says, yes, he went with my son on a trip, whatever. He says, no, he, he took his son. He's bringing him on the altar. He's, he's going to kill him now. So she gets scared, and she goes to Kiyat Alba, which is really close. And she, why do they call Kiyat Alba? They call for a couple of names. One Kiyat Alba before the four couples that are buried there. Adam, Hava, Avraham, Avraham and Sarah, Rivka, and Itzhak, and Yaakov, and Leah. But Kiyat Alba, because there were the giants there, Shishai, Ahai, Talmai, there was the giants there. And the Midrash explains that she asked them, can you see my son? And so we cannot imagine really how tall they were. I was thinking maybe like a telephone pole, how, that's how giants they were, you know, five, six meters. You know, that would kind of make sense, but maybe they were, that they were able to tell her, yes, we see a man uh, on Halamulia, and we see him now, he put his son on, he, he put the child on the, on the wood. Now he's taking the knife, and he's going to about to kill him. Boom, she gets a heart attack and she dies. So that's the Midrash. Why does it happen like that? So that's one Midrash, one way to look at it. But one Midrash that you can look at it, that you can say that, wow, that actually Sarah, Sarah raised a, a, a child that was willing to give himself for the, for the sake of Hashem. So that's another credit. So again, you can, you can learn many things from looking at it at, uh, at, both, at both ways. You can learn many things. But the whole point of Hayes Sarah, I think, is that when you look at Sarah, the Torah says that the life of Sarah was 120 and 70 years. And then Rashi and Adam Farshim brings that she, just like she was 100, she was like a 20 years old with her faith. And just like she was 20 years old with faith and beauty, she was 70 years old with innocence. So this is who Sarah Imenu was. But also, if you look at the Gimatria, is 37. 
the gematria of Y-O-U, meaning to say that really Haye Sarah, the life of Sarah, really were 37 years because Sarah's life was trials and tribulations, a lot of tests, you know, having to go and have not be and being barren and all these things. And her life were really 37 years when she gave birth to Isaac. Then she, that's what her life was. It was all around Isaac. That was her life. Just like when you look at uh, Yaakov Avinu with all the troubles that he went through in life. What was his life? The last 17 years that he spent in Mitzrayim having Nahat from his kids and seeing his grandkids and seeing Yosef. That was his life. And I always say, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes we have a rough start or a middle start, but you know what? Hopefully, but the, the hopefully at the end of the day, we should all ha- have a happy ending that are at the end of your life, you know, you see your kids, you see your family, you see everybody going in Hashem's way, and that's the only way to go. And some say, some say on the Pasuk, they explain, God bless Abraham in everything. What is blessed Abraham in everything? So some say that Bakol is a gematria ben, son. Why? But he gave him a son, yeah, but to give him a son is one thing. But to give him a son that goes in his ways and follows his ways and, and believes in Hashem, that's the Nahat. Otherwise, there's no Nahat. You can have all the money in the world, you can have everything in the world. If your kids are not following God, not going, not going in your ways, all the work, all everything you've done is meaningless. You know, what Nahat? What, what is Nahat in life? Nahat, you're seeing your kids do well in life, have building families and going in God's ways. This is the only Nahat. That we can have. See, Rasul Rishbuchu should bless everybody here. Should give everybody here nachat from their kids that we should all go in Hashem's ways, and our kids should go in Hashem's ways, and that will give us nachat.